What's up, my Housewives Relatable listeners? It's your girl, Stella, coming to you once again to talk about it all. Hi, guys. I hope everyone is doing well. Well, you know, we have a few Housewives keeping items, but I have to admit, the drama has been a little slow, so that's why... You know, I didn't drop the episode on Thursday or Friday like I usually do. Uh, I just wanted to wait for a little bit more gossip so I can comment on it all and just, you know, keep it interesting because I knew that a certain person was going to have a guest, like a special guest on her podcast today. And um, Rather than talking about it next week, I just thought that it would be more fun to talk about it um, today, right? So let's jump right into it. Okay, so before I do that, I have to talk about um, the whole Shannon Bador situation. Um, Shannon, who I happen to like, actually, um, but we know that there has been some issues with Shannon over the years when it comes to... You know, I don't like to diagnose people. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to call her, like I'm not going to label her, but I'm definitely going to say that she has a problem drinking. You know, she has a problem with drinking. So I'm going to say that. And at the end of the day, not her proudest moment. You know, a lot of people have come out to say, you know, like not necessarily in favor of Shannon, but a lot of people are saying, you know, we feel bad. We feel bad for her. We feel bad for her. And she's a friend. And I understand all of that. Right. And at the end of the day, I don't want um, people to cancel her or to crucify her. I'm sure she's embarrassed enough for what she did. And, you know, she probably wants to crawl and just stay in her home like for a few days and not talk to anybody because this is pretty embarrassing. But at the end of the day, you know, Shannon is like a 50-year-old plus woman, right? And uh, she knows better. She knows better. We're not at the beginning of this of this whole, oh, is drinking and driving good or bad? We know by now in 2023 that it's bad, right? Shannon has the means. You know, she was married to a very wealthy man, um, they made their fortune together. She's, on, she's been on a reality TV show for quite some time now. So there's really no excuse for Shannon when it comes to hiring um, an Uber driver or even a personal driver to drive her around. Then, you know, just get completely smashed and then, you know, you, you just have somebody driving you home. But there's really no reason, especially when you see the video, the footage, um, you know, her hitting that post and then hitting that door. And what I'm saying is, you know, God was like looking out for everybody that day because nobody got hurt, including Shannon. But it could have been a completely different outcome. That's why it's serious, right? People at this point, they should really think before they step behind the wheel and drive while they are under the influence, while they're drunk. And not just drunk, right? We're talking about like everything, right? Even like pot, like in certain places, like, you know, it's legal. So you see people vaping everywhere, right? Sometimes you don't know if it's like a a nicotine vape or if it's a weed vape, but people are vaping and they're also driving, right? That's that too, right? That's also driving under the influence. You have people that are on very strong meds. I'm sorry. You know, if you're on very, very strong meds, like the pharmaceutical type, you shouldn't be driving either, right? So I'm just saying. 
And at the end of the day, you know, just to kind of like close on that when it comes to the whole Shannon Bedore thing. You know, UFC or certain sports, they have um, like a code of conduct for their athletes. I feel like Bravo should have something similar. I don't know if they have that or not, but I feel like they should have something similar to what UFC is doing. So they should hold their housewives to a higher standard because at the end of the day, they do a fair amount of drinking while they are filming the show, right? And while they film the show, usually they have like, a driver you see like bravo makes a point of showing um showing us that they will get um you know picked up or dropped off um by a driver right most of the time although i've seen sometimes you know they have like pretty boozy parties and some of them seem like they're driving but anyways you know for the for the most part it seems like they have a driver right so at the end of the day, I think that Bravo should really send a strong message and start fining, you know, giving fines to drunk housewives that are getting like DUIs because this has no place anymore. You know, Shannon was lucky. I'm saying don't cancel Shannon. I'm not saying that she should be off the show and then for people to be mean to her on social media. That is not necessary, guys. I'm sure she feels bad enough, right? As she should because she did something wrong, right? But at the end of the day, she was lucky enough not to hurt herself and not to hurt anyone. She could probably pay for the damages that she caused, right? She could maybe volunteer somewhere. She could become a spokesperson after some point in time. Like, I don't know, right? But what I'm saying is Bravo needs to start finding those housewives or their talent when they're acting like this in public and just hold them accountable for like, we just want them to have a little bit of a better behavior, in my opinion. Let me know what you guys think in the comments, because we, we've been seeing too much of this, right? And it's getting old. I don't know if you guys remember this, actually, but some people might not agree with me because of who it is. But anyways, I'm not going to say his name because um, you can't have his name on social media or on YouTube or I don't know, like it could get picked up and then flagged and all of that. But there was a certain president, former president that used to have a very popular reality TV show uh, called Celebrity Apprentice, right? So you guys know who I'm talking about, right? That was many moons ago before he was even the president of the United States, but I, I digress. There was one episode I don't know if you guys recall that. Chloe Kardashian was there. And um, she was, you know, like a participant on the show and all of that. And I guess she was supposed to attend some sort of like community service thing that she had to do because at some point in time, Chloe had a DUI, right? And um, I guess. Um, the former, you know, host of that show didn't know that Chloe had a DUI before he accepted for her to kind of just like run as a celebrity apprentice, right? So he was not aware of that, but he was made aware of that during, like while filming, right? And um, I guess he got really irritated with her like in the boardroom her team actually won if i recall correctly i think her her team actually won 
right? She was not even supposed to be in the boardroom, right? Because she was, she was part of the winning team or something like that. And then I guess he got so annoyed because she did not attend her community service um, for her DUI. And he brought it up and said, I despise people that drink and drive because I guess his brother used to be a, you know, a person that had problems with alcohol as well. And um, he said, you're fired. He fired Khloe Kardashian just because of that on the show. It was completely unexpected. I don't know if you guys recall that. That was like a great TV moment, like years and years and years ago, right? But um, he fired her. He said, you're fired. You know, I don't like that. Go work on yourself. Go do the community service. He's not saying like, you know, she doesn't deserve a second chance, but he's like, you did something really bad, right? And I don't like little entitled people. Go, go do the community work that you need to do, and then you can do the show. But don't miss the community work to do the show, right? So he fired her. And Chloe thought that that was harsh. And I remember I was just like, oh my gosh, wow. That was like rough. But you know what? You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, right? So not saying that to be harsh. And again, I don't want Shannon to be fired from Housewives. I'm just, I just think that Shannon needs to work on herself and she needs to make better decisions for herself as well. Okay, so on a lighter note, you miss Danielle Staub. Danielle Staub is uh, coming with some great news. I've seen online on social media that I don't know if you guys remember Danielle Staub has two daughters. So her oldest is Christine and her youngest is Jillian. So Christine is engaged. Yeah, so Danielle is probably going to be planning a wedding for her daughter, Christine, very soon. Um, she kind of showed an Instagram picture of Christine's hand uh, with a beautiful, simple engagement ring. And uh, she kind of like, the caption said something like, my daughter is engaged to like a wonderful uh, human being so that's really sweet um, and I think Jillian did the same thing and she said congratulations to my big sister on her engagement to Brian so the guy's name is Brian so congratulations Christine Jillian and Danielle um, you know Danielle doesn't really come very often with great news it's usually quite uh, controversial so I just thought that I would mention that today because those are some exciting news for her and her family so congratulations on your engagement Christine I have to share something with you guys um, because that's something that striked me a little bit and I wanted to bring it up to your attention just in case and I don't know if it's just me but I wonder if you guys watch Teresa's um, cooking channel on YouTube. So Teresa has a cooking channel on YouTube and you know it's like a short cooking channel usually under 15 minutes like I would say a good happy medium is usually about 8 to 10 minutes so she just showcases uh, her quick recipes that she's you know ha some of them are part of her 
cookbooks and this is not the first time that Teresa is doing this by the way she has done this in the past right as well so anyways now she's on her revamped um youtube channel and she has a very well produced cooking show i have to say that right so one thing that i have noticed with Teresa when she is cooking because here's the thing i actually love to cook as well right and for me cooking reminds like when you make a dish um it usually kind of triggers an emotion or a memory right and what i've noticed on when, when i watch Teresa's cooking show uh, or a cooking channel i should say um she often talks about her mother and her father but she never talks about joe her brother which i find odd and i know you know people will say well she doesn't speak to her brother she wants nothing to do with him right and i understand that but just like I said, like cooking, sometimes it triggers like a memory or like even like sometimes you smell something and you're just like, oh, this smell. Oh, my gosh. It reminds me of, you know, eating at the cafeteria in my elementary school. Oh, it reminds me of an ex. Oh, it reminds me of my parents. Oh, it reminds me of my sister, my brother, like good or bad. Right. And usually like it seems like Teresa has a lot of happy memories in the home with her mom, you know, cooking with her or just like watching her cook or, you know, the name of her channel is cooking with love and all of that. Right. So I don't know why that seems a little odd to me because Teresa had such a small family, right? If you are familiar with her story, you know that her parents came from Sara Consolina. They were Italian uh, well, immigrants and they came here. They had no family. It was just um, Teresa's mom and dad and then they had Teresa and then after that a few years after they had Joe right and um, if you read Teresa's um, books she kind of talks about that extensively you know not knowing anyone not having family just kind of like not knowing the language and just sticking to each other right um, the mother would kind of just walk Teresa to school and would walk Joe to school as well. They would not ask for help. They would not trust anyone. I'm very familiar with that kind of mentality because I was raised the same way. I'm not Italian, but I, I relate to that. I relate to an immig immigrant parent that comes into a different country and they have nobody and it's basically kind of like survival mode, right? And all you have is each other and you don't trust anyone. You're just like, okay, they're my kids and I'm taking care of everything like you don't trust the bus system you don't trust the neighbor like it's just you and your kids so i totally understand that and identify as um with that as well so anyways so for me the you know some people have like big families like a lot of kids and a lot of you know siblings but for teresa it was just teresa and joe right and from what i could well not just me what we could all understand is that teresa and joe when they were growing up were extremely close they were like best friends right and i understand that this is not the situation anymore but 
I'm pretty sure that, you know, when Teresa was watching her mom cook or her mom making some meals, those were there. There were a lot of happy times in the home. Right. When uh, Teresa's mom was making something that Teresa probably liked or that Joe liked or that her father liked. Right. Teresa talks about her mother extensively on her cooking channel and she says, oh, this reminds me so much of my mom. I love doing this with her. Uh, or this reminds me so much of my dad. He used to do this and that or the other. And then she usually starts tearing up because she's you know, very emotional when she's talking about her parents, right? Rightfully so. But I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's me who's being a little bit naive when it comes to that, but... I don't I don't understand why she never mentions Joe. You know, I, I would understand why she doesn't mention him now, like, you know, in recent stories, but not necessarily about like her childhood. Like a, a few times I was expecting I was kind of waiting for her to even say it and just be like, oh, me and my brother, when my mom made this, you know, we loved it. We were dying for this dish like my brother loved this. And I loved it too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to me, it sounds like just kind of like normal conversation that you would have when you're, when, when you are remembering like a happy memory, right? And for some reason, I don't know why, I think, let's just say that Joe had a cooking show, right? And it's not to compare, but I, I strong, strongly believe this, like in my heart, I feel like if Joe had a cooking show, and he was making like some someone was making a dish and he would be like, oh, my gosh, my mom used to make those meatballs and me and my sister would eat them in like 2.5. Like, I, I have a feeling Joe would say that. Do you guys agree with me? I have a feeling that Joe would have no problem bringing like a happy memory of his sister up, even if he's not talking to her at the moment. I feel like he would do that. He would be like, oh, you see my sister, she used to help my mom and do these little meatballs. And then, you know, I would eat them all. Like I find that he would find a way to incorporate her in the story. But in, in Teresa's um, case, it seems like she doesn't even want to remember childhood memories about Joe. So I don't know. I thought that that was very interesting. And I just wanted to discuss this with you guys. Let me know in the comments what you think. So if you guys follow her on social media, on her social media, Kim D announced that she would have a very controversial guest on her podcast. And... Um, that was Laura, right? Laura, Laura Lee Jensen. I don't know if you guys recall, she stepped behind the velvet rope several months ago with Kim D to spill some tea, mostly to bash Margaret and to, um, you know, talk about what her intentions were when she spilled the beans about the rumor regarding Joe Gorga and Melissa and all of that, right? There is a video, uh, like an, a clip of uh, that interview. I did a follow-up interview after that, uh, a follow-up video, I'm sorry, I should say, uh, after that interview with Laura. And I had some sort of mixed feelings back then when it came to the whole interview. Um, it's available on YouTube. It's something like, did the Laura interview do more harm than good. And I felt at that, at that point that Laura went and, 
you know, she kind of threw Jackie under the bus for absolutely no reason. She said that whole thing about, you know, her, her wearing a T-shirt during intimate time with her husband um, and to kind of like, you know, mock her on um, on that platform a little bit. Right. So I, I didn't feel like that was very cool. And she also talked about, you know, knowing the, the secret. Right the secret that Margaret had apparently on Dolores and why Dolores is probably not going to go against the march because of what Margaret knows about her. And uh, she also refused to talk about what the secret was because she says she happens to like Dolores, right? All Dolores said on, you know, the after show, something around the lines that, you know, Laura is not really credible. So it doesn't seem like Dolores is... Uh, <laughs> feeling the same way towards um, Laura, but I don't think that Laura cares when it comes to that, right? And obviously she was not going to go and say anything negative about Dolores because Kim D is friends with Dolores and Kim D would never say um, anything against Dolores on that platform. That's not, and, and you know, rightfully so, I understand. And she's close to Dolores you know, she's being a good friend, so she's protecting her. But at the same time, I didn't really like the fact back then, right, that um, she brought her on and allowed her to say that because then, you know, the fans, we want to know. Like, if you bring it up, then talk about it. If you don't want to talk about it, then don't bring it up at all. That's my position. That has always been my position, and it will always be my position. You don't want something to be talked about? Don't bring it up at all, right? That's it. Because then after that, everybody's like wondering, right? What's going on? What's going on? What could it be? Mm, I read this thing on Reddit. Could it be that? Oh, is it this the thing with Joe Gorka? Oh, is it that? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you don't know, right? <laughs> People will just fill in the blanks for you, right? So, but um, I don't know what's going on with Laura. She went on the interview and it was not a bashing interview, by the way. You know, she was just giving her commentary. And Kim, as always, Kim is a talker. So she's good at what she does. Um, I know people are always surprised when I say I like Kim D. I like Kim D. I can't lie. I like Kim D. Always have. I always liked her on the show. I know she stirs the pot a lot. I know she was messy on the show, but I liked her character. Okay. And she hasn't been on the show for quite some time. Um, I did listen to her when she was on Behind the Velvet Rope. Um, just her Saturday episode because I think she's funny, right? I think she's funny. I think she's entertaining. I don't think she's correct and right all the time, but I still like Kim D, right? So, you know what? I have to say, Kim is a natural at this. She's really good, right? She's good at what she does. She knows how to talk, get to the point, and, you know, ex give her take on housewives and what's going on. So, this is the thing that I find out today, and I found, I, I find that out first, um, from Kim. Okay. And then I listened to YouTube and another person confirmed the exact same thing. So now it's probably true. So because it was said on, you know, on Kim D's, um, show, and it was also said on David's show, you have to give it some consideration because the rumor is definitely out there now. So I'm going to comment on it. Right. So here's the thing. Apparently, Kim and Laura, Laura as well, Laura said that she's heard of a rumor that there was a gift, um, like a present, like a housewarming present 
um, that was supposed to go to Joe and Melissa, right? Or that was delivered to Joe and Melissa. That's what Kim and Laura said, that they've heard of this kind of like rumor, because you guys know Melissa and Joe had a housewarming party, and it looked like it was a lot of fun, just based on the pictures on social media. But then again, it's like Melissa Gorga, like she's very fabulous, and all of her little parties that she's been having so far uh, in the past few years have been like, you know, I don't know. It just looks really, really fun and really, really good, right? So anyways, um, apparently, according to Kim, the rumor is that Joe Gorga was gifted some sort of housewarming present, okay? That's all Kim said, and that's all that Laura confirmed as well. But then today um, on YouTube, I listened to David um, because I see, you know, like a caption about the housewarming um, gift. And I'm just like, oh, that the story is already out there. So let me see what well, let me see what he has to say. So then he repeats the exact same thing that Kim and Laura said, except he adds a little bit more details. Right. And uh, he, he basically says that he got the information from somebody who is close to the show. So he has like some sort of anonymous source that is feeding him that information. So apparently, according to what David said on his show, Teresa wanted to gift Joe Gorga with a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue. Okay. And if you follow Joe Gorga and Teresa on their social media, uh, we've seen that picture of uh, Nono with uh, Teresa and Joe's dad, father, late father. Uh, he's always drinking Johnny Walker Blue, right? And he even has like, I can't remember which birthday it was, but one of his birthdays, the cake is actually a bottle of, of the, like a gigantic bottle of Johnny Walker Blue, right? So apparently Teresa wanted to gift this bottle to Joe. But Teresa was not invited at the housewarming party. So she spoke with, um, I think, John Fuda and Rachel Fuda. I don't know how that happened, right? How she was like talking to John or Rachel, but apparently she wanted them to bring the bottle to the party um, for Joe as a housewarming present. Now, I have some sort of mixed feelings about this because I find it a little bit odd that Teresa would ask for John or Rachel to do that because she has a very close friend that is very willing to do everything for her already, and that person is Jennifer Aiden. And Jennifer was at the party. I was confirmed that, that she was, that she attended. I've seen pictures of her, and she was kind of like, you know, you know, I make good lemonade and all of that. So it got that whole conversation started online if she went or didn't go. But uh, I got it confirmed that she was actually there. So she was there. Jen was there. She was at the party. So I'm not understanding. I don't I don't understand why Teresa, if she really wanted to gift something to her brother, she would have just said to Jen, hey, do you want to just bring that with you to the party, give it to my brother as my housewarming present, right? So the fact that it was John, Fuda, and Rachel, I find that very odd. But before I go any further and I give you my thoughts on that, on that, guys, I have to say, I cannot discount that maybe production has something to do with it as well, right? Because we know that production gets involved. So it's possible, like, who knows? Like, maybe production's like, hey, you know what? Let's just... Um, 
you know, pretend that Teresa is sending this gift or let's just kind of influence Teresa to send this wedding, uh, this housewarming present um, to the party, right? Maybe in a way to kind of like create the drama behind the scenes, who knows, right? Because at the end of the day, I always thought several seasons ago that Margaret was the one who bought the, who purchased the rift, like uh, the wreath for Teresa's mom. And uh, <laughs> apparently it was production. It was pur purchased by production, um, you know, to just kind of like create that scene, right? That, that awkward scene between Margaret and Siggy. So anyways, so I cannot say that production does not have anything to do with that, right? However, just for the purpose of this, you know, <laughs> podcast today, this episode, uh, let's just say that Teresa is actually the one, he's actually the person who wanted to gift uh, a present to her brother, Joe, right? You know, I'm going to have to let you know what I think about that. <laughs> because Teresa was very like, you know what I mean? She was at the reunion and she was saying, I will never look at you ever again. You guys are done. I am done with you. Like, you know, um, in my eyes, you're dead, basically. You broke my heart. Like, I'm definitely done after today. And even Louie, he's like, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. You know, even Joe says, the best thing to do is for me to forget about you and for you to forget about me. And then Teresa's like, I love it, beautiful, okay, perfect. And then Louis's like, yes, goodbye, goodbye, you know? Um, no love lost kind of like comment, right? So anyways. So how does Teresa go from doing all of that at the reunion to now wanting to gift her brother with a housewarming present? I think that's kind of odd, right? And it's funny because you have to listen to Laura's commentary on all of that. You know, Laura's like, Teresa's a good person. She has a good heart. That's what she says. She's a good person. She has a good heart. I don't know how Laura no knows this of Teresa. Like, it doesn't seem to me like her and Teresa are really talking. Uh, I've said this from the very beginning. I always felt like, you know, she was used for a specific purpose. And now Jen and Teresa don't care about her, right? They really don't. She's still not on the show. Her name was brought up several times on the show. Her picture was used, but she never made it as a housewife, right? And uh, Teresa basically kind of wanted to expose Margaret. And I guess it didn't work out in her favor. So, you know, I don't think she cares for Laura like that, right? So Laura's a kind person to keep on like giving credit to Teresa over and over and over, but it doesn't seem to be reciprocated. I have to say that, right? And um, yeah, so Laura says, oh, Teresa's a good person. That's why, you know, she really loves her brother. That's why she did that. That's why she did that. She wanted to send him like a present because deep down in her heart, she really loves her brother. Okay. So, all right. That's what, uh, Laura, that's what Laura's thinking. I guess that's her opinion when it comes to the whole thing. Um, you know, I find it funny when people say Teresa has a good heart because it's like, you know, I'm sure she does. I'm sure, I'm sure she has a heart, but she doesn't, you know, she hasn't always <laughs> shown us the good part of it. Not always, right? And, you know, for people, like, people need to remember before, you know, you come in the comments and tell me you never have anything positive to say about Teresa. That's not true. You need to go back and listen to 
my first few podcasts, right? I've always said that I've loved Teresa and that she was my favorite, although I don't always agree with her, right? So, but at the end of the day, I find that over the past few years, Teresa has not shown us the best part of her heart. And that's just my, that's just what I've seen, right, on TV. I'm just saying for people to say like, well, you know, she really loves her nieces and nephew. It's like, yeah, what about exposing her mom? That would, that would hurt them too, right? Exposing, trying to expose her mom as a dancer. Like, I'm not sure if you love your nieces and nephews, that's something that you're going to do? Or are you going to try to have your sister-in-law, you know, exposed as a, as a cheater? Is that how you show your love? Is that the good heart part that Laura's talking about? I'm saying like, come on, you know what I mean? Like, let's not be stupid here, right? Teresa can hold a grudge and she can do things behind the scenes and she doesn't like to get caught, right? And over the years, Teresa has been very bitter. But anyways, I digress when it comes to the whole thing. But so Laura seems to think that Teresa is sending the gift out, out of the kindness of her heart. And before I give you my opinion when it comes to this, I have to say first, I like John Fuda more and more. Okay, I like how he was at the reunion because to me, he was acting like, the you know, I like my men like this. I, I, I like a strong man. You know what I mean? And when Louis walked up to him and he was just like, oh, come and shake my hand and all of that, John Fuda was not having it. He was just like, no, my friend, you want to be my friend? You apologize and you admit to it. You don't want to admit to it? We're not doing this, okay? Like, you go this way, I go that way, right? To me, that was honest, you know? So that's why I like his stance. I know a lot of people don't agree with me. I don't care. Uh, that has been my stance from the beginning and I'm still standing by it. I like the way that he um, didn't back down to Louis. And plus, I have to say, if you look at John Fuda's body language and if you look at Louis, if you go back and look at that reunion, right, Louis kind of leans like sideways towards John Fuda and says to him, I never did any of that, right? But he leans into him like sideways with his body. And if you look at John, he's like completely anchored, like he is standing firm and like directly at Louis and looking at him, right? I don't know, like something about Louis' body language, I, I, I don't know if he was telling the truth. Like for me, I just have to say, he didn't seem like an honest person when he was talking, just based on, I'm not a body language expert, but I've met a few liars or two in my lifetime. So I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I don't talk a lot, only on my podcast, but I observe a lot. I like to listen to people with my eyes, right? So anyways. So John Fuda, the reason why I like him even more now is because to, apparently Teresa wanted him to bring the present to the party. And John was not having it. John was like, you know what? I'm not going to accept a gift on your behalf, you know, um, to give to your brother, given the situation. Like John Fuda is very close to Joe Gorga. So he's just like, no, you want to give something to your brother? you do it yourself, right? Um, or you call your brother, like you meet, meet up with him, whatever, but I'm not going to be like, you're not going to use me to bring your present to your brother, right? 
So apparently he declined. That's what the T is. That's what David said today on his podcast. So I don't know if it's true, guys, but I'm just commenting on it. And I thought that that was like amazing of John to do that. I thought it was amazing for John to say, no, I'm not doing it. You do it yourself. And then John talked to Joe about it. And Joe said, you did the right thing, right? You did the right thing. You shouldn't be accepting the present on you know my behalf right and uh if my sister really allegedly that's what the t is right if my sister really wants to uh be in my life or give me a housewarming present she can do it herself she can come knocking at my door right that's basically allegedly based on david's gossip um how joe gorga feels about it so anyways now i have to tell you what i think if it's true, let's say that Teresa did, in fact, do that. I have to say, I don't agree with Laura with the whole good heart thing. The way that I see, and this is my opinion, guys, okay? This is not like some tea, some gossip, some insight. This is my personal opinion. I think that... Let's see, if, if production is not Im involved in all of this and it's really just Teresa wanting to send Joe a, a housewarming gift, I think that maybe deep down inside, Teresa um, is realizing that something is off with the person that she just married. That's my take on that. I don't know why I think that. But I do. I think that Teresa, and Teresa will never show us that, right? She will never, ever, ever show us anything. We'll continue to see beautiful pictures of them in Switzerland and, you know, her being gifted like, you know, lab-grown diamonds and that kind of stuff, right? I do not doubt that her husband knows how to love her on camera, right? Show the love that he has for her on camera, camera love, right? I'm sure he does a fantastic job at that. But I don't know how it is behind closed doors. And I don't know if you guys remember, after Louis made that comment, uh, you know, when he was in the, in the bedroom with Teresa and he was saying, your brother's, you know, you're in a snake pit and I'm pulling you out and I wouldn't even share a water with your brother. I find him boring. He's a this, he's a that. You know, I'm going to lose my cool and I'm going to like, you know, when he, when he went on that rant, right? I did a podcast on that and I said, observe Teresa's uh, nonverbal. And to me, she looked like maybe for the first time, she was looking at Louis kind of like, hmm, I don't know why. Is he like, is he being honest? Is he acting? Is he sincere? Is this guy really for me? You know, it's to me, I don't know why. I looked at her and I looked at her eyes and she was crying and I was thinking there's more to that. She's not crying just because of her brother. Maybe she is realizing that, hmm, this guy, I, I'm starting to see some red flags here, right? But you know, in Teresa's fashion, it will take a long time before she actually says, no, right? Or I've made a mistake or I want to move on or whatever, right? Which is unfortunate because you only have a certain amount of time in this life. And if people are not treating you right, you know, you should, you should hold yourself 
to a higher standard, right? And Teresa, just because you went to prison, just because you did time, does not mean that you deserve a person that is shitty for you, right? You've made a mistake, right? You paid for it, and you are entitled and allowed to have a beautiful life, right? So Teresa would say that she's having a beautiful life, who am I to judge? Who am I to say the opposite? I just say my opinion. I don't believe it, right? It looks good on Instagram, but I don't believe that her life with him is as fabulous as she's trying to make it seem. So I think that Teresa realized that she might need her brother. She, she can't completely sever that tie because she's like, what if things don't work out with Louis? I don't know, where, where is that chosen family that Teresa was always talking about? Remember how she was saying, oh, you know, Louis sisters, they call me every day. You have been my sister-in-law for like 20 years and like, you never call me, we're not close, we don't dine, we don't do this, we don't do that. You know how Teresa was like really bigging up her future sister-in-laws at the time? Where are they? I haven't seen any pictures of them on Instagram in a long time. Before they were traveling together, they were going to Bali and all that. So I haven't seen anything. I don't know if they're currently filming with Teresa. I don't know. What happened? Right? Why is there distance there? Because if they're so good, they should be at your house every time. Right? Or they should be at your house every weekend. Now, I don't know if the sister lives in New Jersey. Um, I, know, I, I know she used to be, um, was she in California or... Miami, I can't remember. She was out of state, but then apparently she was trying to move to New Jersey. So I'm not sure if that has happened or not. But anyways, I'm just saying. It would be nice to see more of them, right? And it's possible that Teresa's like, I don't know. My brother is my only living sibling. And maybe she's starting to see some of the red flags with Louis, right? Because guys, I didn't want to judge him based on the stuff that he did in the past. I didn't want to talk about that. I was just like, I'm just going to look at his behavior on the show. And on the show at first, if you go back and listen to my podcast, I was not defending him, but I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt when it came to certain situations. And then eventually I was just like, no, sorry, not for me. I don't like the fact that he threw her under the bus like that so many times just to make himself look good. And it looked like he, to me that he was acting, right? So I don't know. Who knows what's going on behind closed doors with these two? Let me know your, um, your take on that in the comments, guys. Let me know what you think. Do you think that Teresa wanting to send this... Um, housewarming present to her brother is like a way for her to extend the olive branch uh, out of the kindness of her heart? Or do you think that Teresa is sensing that something may be wrong further down the line in her current relationship and that she needs her brother? But here's the thing, Teresa, you can't have your, your brother and not have his wife. You need to make it nice with Melissa. It's like, I don't know why Teresa doesn't want to believe that Melissa wants to make things nice with her. I think she's always wanted that. You know, I'm starting to realize certain things because I used to advocate a lot for Teresa, not on my podcast necessarily, but just, you know, in conversations, uh, I used to see like the positive out of Teresa, 
mostly, right? And I always believed that, yes, Melissa came behind, like, be, came on the show without telling Teresa. I always believed that, too. But now I'm finding, like, old, old tweets. Like, when I'm talking old guys, I'm talking about, like, in the, in the vault, like, in the archives. And, you know, Teresa tweeted something at some point back in 2009, I think, or 2008, anyways, before Melissa joined the show, right? Because I think Melissa joined the show in 2010. So I think in 2009, Teresa tweeted something about Gino, Antonia, and Joey. And she basically... Um, tweeted about them and tweeted about Melissa and said, I love my sister and like something like that, right? And I love my nieces and nephew, Antonia, Joey, Gino, blah, blah, blah. And then there was a reply from Melissa saying, wow, hmm, why? I, I don't think we've ever made it on your social media. We never got a shout out from you ever. Why now? Basically, right? So <laughs> there's that tweet that I found from a long time ago, and it goes on and on for some time, right, between the two of them. But I thought it was interesting to reread re that tweet again, because what it implies is that maybe Teresa knew. Maybe Teresa knew that Melissa was coming on the show. And maybe that that's the reason why Teresa was starting to tweet nice things about her sister-in-law and her brother and the kids because she knew they were coming on and she wanted to make it look like she had a good relationship with her family. Right? Mm-hmm. Despite what Carlos King said, right? Because... I always wanted to believe that too. I was just like, yeah, it seems like she came on the show behind her back. Not that I care anymore because it's so long ago. It's like, okay, even if she did, right? But I don't know. Now I'm thinking maybe Teresa did know. And that's why she was tweeting these nice things about her family when she never had done that before. And if you guys recall, before season three, we didn't even know Teresa had a brother. <laughs> like I thought Teresa was a like a lonely child it's funny like we knew that Caroline had so many siblings we knew that Jacqueline well I don't think Jacqueline has any siblings uh Danielle we knew she was adopted and all of that you know Dina was Caroline's sister right but we knew nothing about Teresa we didn't know that Teresa had siblings season one and season two that's why it was such a surprise when Joe Gorgod and Melissa, they joined and it was like, boom, oh, Teresa has a brother. Oh, if she doesn't get along with him too, like it was like crazy, right? So I don't know. Let me know, guys, what you think. I know it's a lot. We've been, I've been talking for a lot of times, but let me know. And you know, guys, I'm not saying that in any way, shape or form um, in a way that, you know, I want Teresa's ma marriage to be unsuccessful. That's not what I want. Uh, I would love for her marriage to be a successful one, obviously. And I also believe that she deserves a very happy ending. That woman has been through so much and a lot. So I only wish the best for Teresa. But I also wish that, you know, she could get a hold of the situation with her brother and um, just be done with it. You know, it's like, wouldn't it be nice if they actually made up 
I'm not just talking about Teresa and Joe because Teresa only wants Joe. She doesn't want Melissa. And despite what she has said in the past, she's always said, oh, you know, I want us to all be a family, Melissa too. But I never felt that. Like it never felt like Teresa ever wanted Melissa. I can't say the same for Melissa. Melissa has tried. She has tried at least on camera to um to be there for Teresa right and that's why it made it harder and harder for me over the years to not like her you know to continue to not like her I'm sorry I should say because at first when Melissa came I was just like eh, yeah I don't know about her right I didn't really like her and I didn't like her up until um the end of season six season six is when I started like liking melissa right season seven when teresa came back melissa bent over backwards for teresa she really did you know and it never really seems like the woman can do anything right by teresa and that's hard and guys don't underestimate the power you know a lot of people like to talk about like a monster mother-in-law uh people never talk about the monster sister-in-law right because <laughs> that happens too and it's not to say that teresa is a monster but you know there's a certain dynamic sometimes in um, families especially european families um not to generalize and just say that they're all like that but you know i'm i'm familiar with with that let's just say right and what i say is it's hard as um for a woman to get into the family like let's say a woman like melissa to get into the family and to be close with her mother-in-law if the sister-in-law has a problem with it right always remember who's gonna have the mother's ear and that person is Teresa and it's gonna make it extremely difficult for a person like Melissa even if she was correct or right in an argument to be right in front of Teresa's parents it's just never gonna happen right because the person who has access to the parents is Teresa right and uh, the mom is always going to side with her, even if she's wrong, right? Even if she's wrong. It's like weird like that. It's like those weird dynamics um, that exist um, within European families sometimes, right? And now I'm realizing more and more that certain things that Melissa said were true in the beginning but we didn't want to believe it because we were just like you know we love Teresa, so we're just like no she has to be lying right but more and more you're seeing in Teresa's character that Teresa doesn't always tell the truth and that Teresa mostly cares about showing people that she's doing the right thing rather than actually doing the right thing right the keeping appearances is more important to Teresa right than actually doing the right thing and you can see that just for like things that are very silly right just like on the after show Teresa she she goes on the defense and says my brother smokes weed all the time you know you know that episode after like you know the guys they, they try uh Frank Catania's stuff and then 
Joe says he doesn't smoke because he sees snakes. So then Teresa, she wasn't even there, but she proceeded to throw Joe under the bus and says, that's not true. He smokes all the time. I've seen him smoke, you know, the vape pen with Melissa's family. So boom, like she kills two birds with one stone. She's like, not only Joe, but with Melissa, of course it has to be with Melissa's family. And then she's like, when my brother says, oh, he doesn't smoke. That's not true. That's something that I don't do. I don't smoke, right? That's what Teresa said. And then in the next confessional, you see Danielle with Jen because they were doing their interviews together. And then Danielle Cabral asked Jen Aiden, because we all know that uh, Jen is a pothead, like she smokes and all of that stuff, and she admits to it, right? Nothing wrong with that. You know, that's her choice. And, um, Danielle basically says to, um, she asked Jennifer, I wonder, how is Teresa uh, when she smokes weed? Like, how is she under, like, the influence when when she's high, right? So then Jen responds, oh, she's so funny. She's so funny. She's actually so funny when she's she's high. That was Jenny then's, Teresa's good friend's response, right? So which one is it? I tend to believe what Jen is saying. Like, I tend to believe that Jen... Uh, was telling the truth that Jen has smoked with Teresa a few times. And what would be the big deal if she did, right? Apparently, Louis, I've heard that Louis also, um, I've heard that Louis smokes pot too, right? So I don't know. It's possible. Like, I don't know, like, if it's true or not. I haven't seen him on TV. It's alleged, obviously, but some people have alleged that he smokes marijuana. So, you know, what's the big deal if Teresa does too, right? I find that kind of odd. But you see, she doesn't like to let her mask, you know, slip. She always has to keep that, keep up with the appearances, Teresa, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what she was doing right now with Louis. Um, and a lot of people like to say all the time that Teresa is, uh, is an idiot or she's stupid or she's dumb. I do not believe that Teresa is dumb. And I've always said this, okay? I don't believe that Teresa is dumb at all. I think she has a problem communicating, but I don't think she's dumb, you know? And just because she speaks a certain way doesn't make her stupid, right? Um, she sees reality a bit different than most people. But um, I don't necessarily think that she's stupid or dumb. I just think that Teresa needs to work on herself. There's something that happened to Teresa. I don't know what it is. It could be minuscule. But something happened to Teresa. um, And she's kind of stuck. It's almost like her emotional maturity has not evolved past a certain age. And that's the reason why she reacts the way she reacts sometimes. So I just wonder what that was, right? There's something that happened to her in her life at some point in time um, that leads her to behave in the way that she behaves, right? So anyways, speaking of um, Teresa and all of that, Uh, I don't know if you guys follow Dana. I'm sure a lot of you do. But uh, I think it was Dana who said a few weeks ago, right? Um, She was talking and she said, I can't remember when exactly, but it was a few weeks ago. And she said that, um, I think someone sent her a a gossip that... um, Margaret was seen somewhere on the phone, like being very loud and talking and basically saying like, I don't need this. I don't need this. Like she was kind of being very passionate and unhappy with someone on the phone. So 
um, whoever, like it was just a, a bystander, like whoever picked up on that sent the blind to Dana Wilkie. And then, you know, Dana reported on that. So, you know, obviously it got everyone thinking, who could that person be? Was it Teresa? Like, who is she arguing? Was it Louie or is it Jackie? Who was Margaret talking to, right? So, I don't know. That's interesting. Um, I wonder if it will make the edit, but... I do have a theory and I'm saying don't quote me on on that guys but I just thought that it was interesting because um I think it was a couple weeks ago that this incident happened with Margaret and while listening to David on behind the velvet rope David keeps on saying that he has been in communication with Margaret for like I think they've had a conversation a couple weeks ago as well over the phone right so I'm just wondering was he the person that Margaret was talking to and saying, I don't need this, I don't need this, because obviously I don't know what the nature of their conversation was about. But you guys know that David and Margaret were friends at some point in time, and he was also very close to Margaret's mother, March Sr. And um, something went very south in that relationship with the whole Laura allegiance and debacle, right? So basically, Margaret kind of said something to David, like it's either her or me, according to David. And then David did not necessarily care about the relationship that he had with Margaret at that point and decided to have Laura Lee Jensen on, right? So, and then after that, he went on his podcast like week after week after week after week after week trashing Margaret, right? Like now he's saying that he doesn't really have a problem with her, but like according to my ears and what I've heard, like he didn't sound like he liked her very much, right? It's It sounded very intentional at times, um, mean-spirited. And whether you're a Margaret fan or not, I've said it so many times, I think she's great for the show. She is not my favorite character, although... I don't want Margaret to be off the show. I think she's great TV, right? Now, um, you know, would I want Margaret to be my friend personally? Maybe not, but <laughs> she is a good TV character, right? So I don't necessarily believe that um, she deserves all of the insults that he threw at her right so now i'm curious i'm curious to know what that little conversation between him and, and margaret was all about right is he apologizing to margaret for all of the things that he said about her about her mom and all of that because we know you know he's having like i don't know like ever since like the podcast divorce with kim d it seems like he has been maybe reflecting on his past relationships and maybe he wants to make up with like certain people like he's not really trashing melissa anymore like he still throws some shade at her but you know he's actually trying to be nicer uh towards her now so maybe he is becoming aware of his um behavior and at the end of the day I just wish that he would have done that a long time ago because he does have a great show. I don't listen to all of it, but like he, he has a good thing going for himself, right? So I always saw it in that way. I'm like, why do you need to be nasty to people? Like, don't be nasty. Just do the show. Throw a little shade. Have a little fun. But remind yourself that you don't know these people for real. It's reality TV. It is not reality. It's not that deep, right? So anyway, speaking of podcasts, so... Today, um, Kim, I actually have to say this, you know, Kim, 
she she kind of threw a shout out at you know all about their truth all about their trh right and i guess they had a question for laura and they texted something right and uh kim ended up reading the question out loud and i'm not gonna go into all of that like if you guys want to know what the question was you have to go and listen to kim d's stuff right because it's behind the paywall so um, I'm only going to do it up to a certain point, right? I'm not going to talk about her whole podcast, right? So anyways, but what I thought was really interesting, Kim keeps on saying, <laughs> we're about to get a little shady. <laughs> okay. Kim keeps on saying she likes, um, the girl from all about their truth. So, you know, I have to say this because I have a question. Okay. And my question is, you know, Kim D is a big, um, dog advocate dog lover she is a dog rescuer takes them from the shelter she has like i think seven dogs which which is quite a lot right so anyways that's great and all and not everybody has to be a dog person or an animal person i personally i am not i don't i do not want any animals at my house okay maybe i had a goldfish he died i cried and then um that was it for me i was just kind of like yeah i I can't i can't do this like i have my children that's enough like, I can't have living things passing away and then me, like, being sad and heartbroken over it. It's too much, right? I, I really don't know how people do it, to be honest. But when it comes to um, Kim D, like, it, you know that whole Scandoval thing, Scandoval with Raquel and all of that? Kim, from the get-go, she was like, listen, the girl did a bad thing. Not proud of her. You know, not condoning it. But she doesn't deserve all of the insults that people are throwing at her, which I agree with, right? That has always been my position as well. I've gotten some flack, like, over it as well. Like, people have, like, said, I'm unsubscribing from your channel because you like Raquel. I do not like Raquel. I do not know her. I'm just saying, like, some people have done similar things to me in my life. (laughs) Similar things to me in my life that, like, that Raquel has done to Ariana, for example. And I did not call those people the names that Ariana called her. Okay, so do I know if it's possible or not, not to do that? Yeah, because I actually lived it at some point in time in my life, right? But we're not here to talk about me. Let's just focus on the rest, right? (laughs) So when it comes to that whole scandal story, Kim D always had the same position. And she was just like, this girl did a bad thing. It's enough now. Let's move on. Let's talk about something else, right? She doesn't deserve um, the hate, the social media hate that she is receiving, even though she did that, right? But then when um, Raquel apparently gave away the dog graham and all of that i think like she dumped him at a dog shelter or whatever not right really sure what the story is but something about the dog and the dog shelter and and kim obviously once she found that out she got pissed she got mad and she said i don't care about this girl she might as well kind of like you know she's dead to me right not wishing her dad her death but just saying i'm done because you know what you cheat and you do all of that okay fine but something to a dog no like i've lost all respect for you right so she didn't want anything to do with raquel so anyways to make a long story short i wonder because kim is always shouting out the all about their truth and saying i love them i love them i love them because you know she did the podcast and all of that but i wonder if kim knows about the story 
of uh, one of the girls giving away her dog as well. And, you know, I'm not digging in anyone's past. I'm just listening to people's podcasts. And it was said on the podcast, her cousin actually, <laughs> her cousin actually said that. Her cousin said, like, she outed her because they were covering the story about Graham and Raquel and all of that. And then her cousin said, because uh, the girl said, oh, you know, I think I would be good like i would be a good dog owner or something like that right and then the cousin said um actually stop lying you wouldn't be a good dog owner because you did have a, a dog at some point in time and you kept the dog for like a couple weeks and then you gave it away right and then the girl said oh no don't say that like please don't talk about that Oh, and then she starts making kind of like excuses about, about why she gave the dog away. And then she said she had a new job. And really, it was her mom taking care of the dog. And the dog was not being nice to the furniture. And her mom likes to keep her house clean. But then her cousin, I don't know what her cousin <laughs> ate that day. But she was kind of like coming for her. She's like, no, no, it's not the reason. It's also because you were kind of mad that you had to spend so much time with the dog because he was a puppy and i guess you were not ready to because it's devotion right like you know dogs are not like children they cannot speak and or animals but i'm just saying like it's another living thing that you have to look after so obviously it's not just you give them food and you you put them outside you also have to give them love affection attention play like everything right so it's very demanding and it requires for you to be selfless right so i guess at that point she was not ready to be selfless and she gave the dog away so i didn't dig for the story they talked about it on the pod and then the girl said oh man i don't want to talk about this i was in my 20s when i did that you know we all evolve and make mistakes and we're not going to remain the same people that we were in our 20s something around those lines obviously i'm paraphrasing right but i thought that i was an interesting comment because i agree with that i do agree with you know, don't hold us, you know, like our feet to the fire for like mistakes of the past that we've done in our 20s, right? Because we're supposed to evolve. We're supposed to be different, better people, right? So I wish that sometimes they would kind of follow their own advice when it comes to that because they come hard at Melissa and they come hard at John Fuda. And it's like John Fuda, whoever he was or was not back in his 20s, he, he, he deserves no grace according to these girls, right? According to these girls, he is the same man that his ex described him to be back when whatever, right? So all I'm saying is, again, you don't want to be seen. There's a reason why you shut it down and you told your cousin to not talk about the dog story. It's because it's something that is embarrassing to you, right? You don't want those like dog lovers to come out and just be like, what? You gave a dog away? How'd you do that? Why did you do that? Who did you give it away to? Was it a dog shelter or a family member? I don't know, guys. You know, all I know is what they said on that podcast. That's all. And that was back on, I think it was, was it July or June? July 20th? I can't remember. A couple of months ago. But anyways. So yeah. 
you know don't want to be tied to your mistakes from the past everyone makes their mistakes you know john food i included so there's really no reason to keep on just digging and going into people's past just keep it you know related to the show and the show's enough right we really don't need to go back and by the way what good what good did that do to that girl his ex because she's back in jail apparently she's back in prison I forgot to talk about that a few weeks ago, but it's true. Like, I think Dana again was the first one to break that story. And she said that the girl, um, Brittany, who wrote all of these nasty things about John and their sexual life and all of that, right? She was breaking um, the terms of her, like, um, parole like basically she was in a halfway halfway uh house and she was violating the terms of her like whatever condition she was in at that point right so and it's kind of true because if you try to reach out to um the actual halfway house that she was at and you ask them how come uh this person this resident that is in your facility has access to you know a cell phone and outside like you know what i mean they won't respond to you i i don't think they're very happy about this situation to be honest to tell you the truth right so apparently britney is back in prison for violating the term of her um parole right so was it worth it she said she wanted to work on her um you know relationship with her son and trying to see him and all of that but instead she was busy gossiping and trying to make john fuda's life a living hell and now she's back in prison again right so forget about that dream again for another couple of years probably or i think she's supposed to be released not a couple of years like next year like maybe april or may of next year but it, she should have been released i think in september or october of this year so you know i don't know so it's not all, not all gossip is good gossip but i just thought that you guys would find that interesting so anyways speaking of margaret and all of that you know you have um jackie goldschneider like you know melissa had her housewarming party with joe it looked beautiful we've seen pictures of i think jen fessler jennifer um aiden was wearing this yellow canary skirt and she looked beautiful by the way and melissa you know of course as always she always looked great and um yeah like i, I don't know i didn't see dolores like i didn't see any pictures of dolores I didn't see any, I'm not saying that she wasn't there now. I'm just saying I have not seen pictures of Dolores at Melissa Gorga's house. And I haven't seen um, pictures on social media of Jackie attending as well. So I'm wondering if Jackie attended the party. And we're going to get into that in a, in a moment when it comes to Jackie. But I thought that that was interesting as well. Um, that night, if you looked at Dolores Catania's social media, she tweeted like something like, I don't know, she was like at a restaurant with that girl, Caroline, uh, Caroline Roseo, or I can't, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying her name right, but she appeared on The Real Housewives of New Jersey. I think she was supposed to be a housewife at some point in time, and then she got divorced or she was in the midst of getting divorced i'm not quite sure but something happened anyways but she was featured on the show and um 
yeah that girl has been uh she's like another jan kind of you know like she is just like wanting to talk bad about melissa because apparently she knows melissa i guess they were friends at some point in time were friendly or in the same circle according to that person to uh caroline right and um i guess she doesn't like melissa anymore so now she's very close to Teresa, right so it seems to be um you know it seems to be what is required like a credential to be friends with Teresa, you have to dislike melissa to be into the click you have to not like melissa if you don't like melissa we automatically have something in common you are welcome here <laughs> that's basically what it looks like to me right and um that night i guess dolores like the night of the housewarming party dolores was i'm not saying that it's in real time but she was um posting on her instagram stories pictures of her at the restaurant with Teresa and a whole bunch of other people a whole bunch of other girls and uh, that caroline girl i think it was for her birthday and um caroline as well like she kind of posted uh, on her social media oh we missed you jen like or jenny then you were miss right so i'm just wondering were they at melissa's party or not like Car like dolores right because why would they text that or post that why would they wh why would the caption say we missed you jenny then is it because jen was at melissa's party like i wonder i wonder if things are good between dolores and uh and melissa i don't know so it kind of seems a little off but i haven't really seen too much of them together on social media to tell you the truth but i could be wrong but we'll see right with the next season so when it comes to jackie i already talked about that last week but i don't know you know i found an old podcast interview between margaret and there's that girl her name i think is jess rothschild and um david you know when they used to be together like out in the wild or something like that it was called so anyways um jess was the one doing most of the interview and david was kind of like commenting here and there but it was like an interview between them and margaret right back in the days when david was very good with margaret basically and with marge senior right and you could see that they had really a good thing going on because margaret was really open and like answering questions and talking about her life and all of that and opening up about you know things that you would know about margaret that she has shared on the show but also other things that she did not that i did not know one thing that i find that was very profound that she did say um was um because margaret was a single child right she was a lonely child and uh, her and her mom they only had each other and then margaret said that um you know when you are a lonely child it's almost like your job to keep your parent like your single parent alive right and i was like oh my gosh i've never heard of this before but i don't know why that kind of that that stayed with me a little bit right because i was just like i never thought of it from that perspective because you know a single parent right and it's like you know i was raised by a single mom but i have other siblings right 
like a lot of siblings actually so in my life i never really felt alone right i, I knew i didn't have two parents i only had one parent but i had siblings in Mar in margaret's case she has a father that didn't raise her and she only had marge senior so it was just the two of them so in her mind even as a young child she thought that she was responsible for keeping her only living parent alive right i thought that that was i don't know that made me like feel a little differently about her like that like comments like this right like i was just like oh wow that's so profound right so anyways during that interview, Margaret also talked about Jackie a little bit, right? And that was a few years ago, guys. So don't take what I'm saying as if I'm saying it like that's something that Margaret said today. This is something that she said a few years back. And she basically said that Jackie is a great housewife. Um, she loves Jackie very much. She's a good friend of hers. But she just wishes that Jackie would know in her heart that she deserve it that she that she uh, deserves to be a housewife like she should believe it in in it more be, and then david was like oh what do you mean right and then margaret was kind of being careful with her words but she basically said in a nutshell that she feels that sometimes jackie do, does not act like she deserves uh, the blessing that she, well, it could be a blessing or a curse, but basically the position that she has on housewives, right? And I thought that that was interesting because, you know, we're hearing right now all over that Jackie is um, maybe not so good with Margaret and it has to do with the book, although I don't really think it has to do with the book. It probably has to do with other things as well. But I'm starting to think that now that Jackie is trying to get closer to Teresa and to Jennifer and all of that, um, maybe it's because Jackie, you know, Jackie has shared multiple times on the show that when she was growing up, she was not part of the cool kids because of her weight, right? So kids kind of made fun of her. She was like bullied a little bit at times. Well, maybe not bullied, but like people were not nice towards her. And then she said when she went to summer camp, nobody wanted to play with her really because, you know, she was just never the cool kid, right? So sometimes I do feel, and it, it does come across that way for me anyways, right? That Jackie as still has not healed from that right jackie still has a strong desire to be part of the cool clique it doesn't matter if jackie's a trust fund baby or is super rich it doesn't matter if she's super accomplished with like 25 degrees it doesn't matter that she has a kick-ass life a beautiful husband like two sets of twins like a gorgeous home like this and that and the other it does not matter jackie still wants to be part of the cool gang the cool in the gang right and uh, now jackie is distancing herself from margaret and melissa and now she wants to be in with Teresa, right if you if you look at uh, even last season you know <laughs> jackie's talking with rochelle fuda and um, I can't remember who the third person was during that conversation, but it was at Margaret's house for, um, I think it was the calendar shoot, right? And uh, Rachel was talking and saying something, yada, yada, yada. And then Jackie kind of got snippy with her. 
And she's like, you have the worst social manners in this group. Like, I've been here this entire time, and you're not making any eye contact with me. It's almost as if I'm not even there, right? She was kind of mad, and Rachel was just like, okay, relax, woman. Like, you know, I'm just telling a story. Like, I'm new too. Like, you know, cut me some slack here, like kind of deal, right? So, and then the whole thing with Danielle, uh, Danielle, Danielle uh, Cabral, right? She was like... You could tell she was threatened. She was threatened by, by Danielle because Danielle's from Staten Island and, you know, she's a blonde too and she has like this big personality and, you know, she she's not rich, but she is kind of like, oh, this is my replacement. This is like, this girl is in and I'm out. And you could tell that Jackie has these thoughts in her mind. So I thought that was a very interesting comment that Margaret made a few years back when it comes to Jackie not believing enough that she deserves the position that she has on the show. And that might be the reason why right now she's trying to kind of latch on to Teresa or develop a relationship with her. Although I don't really believe that these two have really anything in common, okay? And that has nothing to do with how I feel about Teresa today. I just really don't see it. Like, I don't see... I could see a relationship between Jackie and Jennifer, because, you know, Jennifer's quick-witted, and she's funny, right? And um, I think that Jackie, to a certain extent, can, like, she gets Jennifer's humor up to a certain point, right? But I don't think that Jackie and Teresa can really have, like, a deep conversation like that. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just don't see it. But that's me. I could be wrong, right? Anyways, so... I thought that that was very interesting. So anyways, guys, I don't know. I cannot wait for more gossips because now I feel like more and more will be coming. And uh, as always, we're going to talk about it all. Let me know, as always, in the comments what you think. I would, always, I would also like to know, what do you guys do when you listen to this podcast? I don't know why. I always wonder, like, are they cleaning? Are they in the car? Like, are they drinking coffee? Are they jogging? Are they going for a walk? I want to know what you do when you listen to my podcast, right? And I try to keep the commentary clean because sometimes, you know, I have children too, right? Like, sometimes I listen to podcasts while I'm in the car and the kids are like talking, blabbing, singing. And I'm just like, oh, I just need like something, like something else, right? And sometimes I can't because a lot of them, like people curse and I don't want my children to listen to that, right? So... That's why I keep my commentary clean, just in case you're in the car trying to just drown the noise from the children in the background, right? So, <laughs> so thank you so much for listening, guys. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and comment. Don't forget to join the Substack, Housewives Relatable, at Substack.com. And as always, be a fan, not fanatical. Ciao!